Cut your fresh shirt. Give it a sec. Go go out and come back in. It, I, I can see us on there. So uh, if y'all are watching this right now, we testing right now because uh, Facebook, you know, it's having its issues. Well, so uh, we're trying to make sure we can be on at seven. Uh, we got about two minutes, but um, I think everybody can see y'all because I can see. Let me look on my phone and see if uh, so each they can see you opening your uh, <laughs> your situation over there. Hey, but now was that Bartonera? What is that? Bartunira. Look, she don't even know what it is. It's something. Yeah, it's gonna get me nice. Yeah, well, it's because it's normally in a blue bottle. Oh, what are okay. you doing? What are you doing? Are you pulling? You gotta tilt the glass, mom. What are you? Do? You got to get with. You killing all. You gotta tilt the glass. Let it ease on down the side of the, of the cup. It's fine. It's, 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 it's fine. fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's wine. Hey. It's beer. There, there won't be. There's no. There's no head on wine. It's beer. What's, What's up, YG? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. That's doing something good. she would drink right there. Hello. Good, good. So you said you, you can't see us live right now? Because it looks like... No, when we... I went on, I couldn't see it. It still was like no post, no this, no nothing. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that on my phone, even though it looks like we're... So I was telling them I tried to go live, and it looks like we're live um, on but my computer. But you can't get to it. But, okay, people can't get to it. So I'll just, like I said, go ahead and record it um, mm -hmm. on Zoom so we can have, uh, yeah, that. And hello to... Um, uh, Mrs. Mrs. McIntosh, her name is Dolores. Hi, how are you, beautiful? I am good, thank you. You are good. beautiful yourself. Oh, you're so kind, thank you. <laughs> Dave's got to put a head on that salt and pepper's grossing me out. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, everybody got a drink. I'm, I'm behind, I'm behind like, the Like, your shirt shouldn't, I mean, your, your, your head shouldn't match each shirt. I'm, we on there, I can see it. Yes, okay. I don't know if anybody can see us, but we on there. So uh, I can hear the feedback on something. You don't hear it? Still yeah, hear it. yeah, that's for me. Yeah, that's for me. All right, so, seven uh, o'clock. Hey, what time is it? Yeah, yeah. Let me get it popping here. Wow. Uh, did it give y'all the message? I got the message. This is being. I did get the message when you said something, yes, sir. Yes. All right, cool, cool. So, uh, give me one second. Sorry. All right, let's just kick it off. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible. And with me, as always, are two of the coolest people I know. And um, we got an extra person with us, too. Just going to hang out with us tonight. Starting with our resident feminine energy, uh, the personification of black girl magic with the velvety smooth voice. Miss Aisha, how you doing? Hello, David. <laughs> sipping on, what you sipping on? This is uh, Bertunero. Okay. Okay. Sure. You sure? It's yeah. It's Moscato, and okay. black people love Moscato. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Okay. Black people love Moscato. Thing. Okay. And uh, my man, Honey Grand, and his uh, lovely wife. Also, hundred grand. I think that didn't work out the way I wanted to. But anyway, uh, just Mike and the lovely Miss McIntosh is with us this evening. How y'all doing today? Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have this wonderful guest and Miss Isha. Let's rock and roll, my beautiful lady. Let's rock and roll, baby. Yeah, man. We're gonna get it in today. We have a great show for you today because our guest today 
is uh, has 15 years experience in the HR uh, acquisitions across numerous industries. Uh, she has mentored, uh, developed, and empowered countless talented professionals. The website for the company that bears her name lists her as a motivator, a career coach, and a facilitator. She's quoted as saying that she helps people get to the next level by unleashing their potential. Of course, I'm referring to none other than Miss Sonia Royster. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, Mrs. Sonia Royster. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening. How are you today? Hi, um, gang. How is everyone doing? And thank you for that fabulous uh, introduction. Definitely, um, definitely. I'm so uh, honored um, that you all invited me to be on your show. Um, this is a much needed uh, platform for us. So really appreciate you uh, inviting me on to talk a little bit about my company and to answer any questions that you all may have. Great, great. And we definitely, uh, definitely, like I told you, uh, looking forward to talking to you about your journey and the process of, uh, you know, uh, going from, you know, um, working the, in the corporate arena to to having your own business and pursuing your your goals, which is something, you know, I, um, I definitely see you as a superhero, you know, because you've done done something that, I, you know, a lot of people fantasize about, which is walking away from that nine to five and having the courage to step out on your ability and, uh, you know, your strengths and make it something that you can offer to people and monetize it and, you know, have a living off of it. So that's dope. It's amazing. We're going to get into it. But first, there's a few things going on in the city. Actually, it's, it's this one main thing that I really want to talk about this evening. So Aisha sent uh, sent myself sent uh, myself and Mike. Well, I sent it to Mike okay. uh, a, a video uh, yesterday, and it was interesting. It was very it was very interesting is the word I'm going to use to describe it. I don't know. That's if, not uh, what you described as my, in my text. I'm gonna show that on. Go ahead. We do, yeah, we had some, we had some conversations <laughs> about it. So what I want to do. Um, is first of all, uh, frame uh, Aisha, frame has Sonya seen it? Has... I don't know if Sonya's seen it or not. I can't recall. I don't think I sent it to Sonya. I uh, mean, uh, it's not a video of me back in my heyday, is it? No, 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 no. Are you no, still no. in your, hey, your heyday just beginning now? Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha, can you frame oh, it for us, please? I'm married now. <laughs> well, I'm going to let, let David, David set it up for us. Well, actually, right. I would prefer really if you, so... Um, because of the, the point of view that it expresses of a woman, I don't want to be the guy trying to explain, trying just to explain the, the woman. How does Zoom produce that smell? Bullshit. Come on, anyway. So go ahead, Isha. If you uh you can just give us a little framework of it, set it up. I was gonna say she just left. She ain't even you go down, no, she said, no. Hell no. Look, look, I, look, look, low key, low key. I'm sitting here, I'm like, which video did I send David? Like legit. I'm like, eh. The, the one with the young lady yep. talking about the uh mahogany the pink. Her name is mahogany of, pink. Of, oh, mahogany yeah. pink. Mahogany yeah. pink. Yeah. Mahogany yeah. Pink. Okay. Yes, mahogany pink. So right. mahogany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the mahogany... I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to. Set it up. So Mahogany Pink, and let me just kind of, because I sent it to Veronica too, because I wanted her feedback on it as well, um, was really uh, giving some um, of her, it was a op-ed piece. That's what we, that's what I call most of what's on the internet, op-ed, you know, because it's your opinion. It's not right. validated with, with factual, credible research. It's just your opinion. Um, but she was speaking about some of the male coaches 
specifically male relationship coaches and their influence on today's culture and the impact that they're having with regards to the conversation between black men and black women. Did I do a good job? Did I set that up? Um, I tried to stay neutral. I tried to be neutral. I I, I didn't want to sway and, and, Say my opinion one way or the other. I tried to stay one, neutral. If one must remain neutral, that means something's in gear. Come, come on then. Well, <laughs> no, it's not in gear. That's why I'm something gear. Something. <laughs> no, you'll see. I'm, I'm, I like you should remain should, neutral, but uh, it means I, want, I, 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 I really want your opinions as men about what she said. Uh, that's why I sense it because I I All want right. some male feedback because I heard from her perspective as a woman what she thinks. Um, what she thinks it is. And I'm like, okay. Like, okay. okay. I'd like to hear from men. And uh, because right. I feel like the conversation was geared for men. So I'd like to hear from men. I don't know. So what I is this? So so is this are you able to share this this gentleman's name? Who? Mahogany? Mahogany, I believe, is a lady. Mahogany is a lady. Okay. But I, I mean the but is, is there an the example of a yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can send it to her. Hold up, I, let me see if it pauses me on the Zoom when I. It's a 20-minute video, so you guys. It's, I wish we had given it to her earlier, so she was. Yeah, here, yeah. Please. I thought maybe. Uh, come on, Isha, it's a rookie mistake. That's not That's, your fault. That's such a male perspective. I yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, look, the it's point Isha of it fault, was, right? See how I, see where it started, y'all. See where it started. <laughs> I such sent it to David because I wanted David's opinion. So for David to then. Uh, bounce it back for me. I I know my opinion. I want yours. <laughs> well, it was, well, you know, I was saying I wanted to talk about Bobby. it on the show, so we're gonna get into it though. But um, uh-huh. but we're into it, Dave. You've already stepped in. <laughs> well, hey, you know, hey, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable in the in the, because in the, the fire. The way she the way she framed it is is, is true. It's it's an opinion opinionated piece based on the individuals out here that are coaching all people on how we should relate and communicate with one another. And uh-huh. her opinion, her opinion. While fact laced, opinion based, it's got merit, but it also has some of the same thing that she's speaking against. Right, exactly. Life, is, yeah, that's my uh, yeah. I wouldn't even call it hypocritical. I would call it. I'm. A, I'm. I, my. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. On, I'm on Dave's opinion first because he's. Why? <laughs> Look, my. Why is this me such a big deal? Me okay, too. Okay, so. I, so, David, you're always, you're always so so passionless and or neutral about these I, I things. Know, I'm just you're a corpse, Dave. <laughs> you're a stiff. I live on the fence. No, but uh, so so I, I let me let me give my so after watching the the video in its entirety, um, the first thing that came to mind uh, in listening to her opinions and her interpretation of what was being said was first of all. She had some valid points about the uh, the the dating gurus, quote unquote. I feel like it's all entertainment, so I don't feel like you know people should be taking them too seriously anyway. And I definitely agree with it. A lot of it is BS or stuff that they're making up on the spot or coming up with to cater to this demographic of people who are. It's so many people out there looking for something to follow. You know, right. and so that's part of the reason why I like to do stuff like this is to give people actual information, like, you know, talk to people like Sonia who have done the work, who have started a business or something like that, so that they can give actual factual information about the process and help people looking for stuff. But there are a lot of people who know that there are people looking for stuff like that. And so they just put stuff out there, you know, right. and um, and so I, that, that's kind of 
uh, what this is falling falling into. Um, like I said, I do agree with um, some of the stuff that she said, but listening to her opinions of some of the conversations that the guys were having on their podcast, I like, and I was telling Mike, I liken it to like, um, like the two people sitting in the same place watching the same movie or, or even more like uh, two people reading a verse from the Bible and getting different things from it. It's like, mm -hmm. I always say, you see the world through the lens of your own trauma. It's very specific. It. It's like a Rorschach test, right? So yeah. what you see is more about what's going on within you than what's actually on that paper. And that came across so heavily with her just because of how, like the stuff about, um, like she interpreted the conversation that the guys were having and went on into this whole thing about how men- Oh yeah. Yeah, about how men- yeah, well, we well, uh, men believe that their their morality is the responsibility of women, and I was like, yeah. "That's bonkers!" Like, what the guys were actually saying was, because uh, uh, she um, played a clip of uh, Steve Harvey when he was um, promoting his book, and he mm. said something like, "You know, I've seen the stuff that women allowed me to do to them, and people took what? offense to it because they said, oh, well, why don't you just not do it as opposed to doing it because they allowed you.'" But what he was saying, and I think the point of what the guys were saying that she misunderstood was not that, because if somebody does something to you or is going to do something to you, that's definitely not your fault. You don't control anybody else and what they do is what they do. What you do have control over and what is it's your responsibility to mitigate your damages. So right. what is your responsibility is how long and how impactful they are able to do whatever it is they're doing. That's where the statement uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me came from. Because right. you have a responsibility, like I said, to mitigate your damages. So I think that's all that they were saying. And she took it in a whole nother direction, saying that we were, that men as a whole are saying that women are responsibility or have a responsibility for our morality. And that's that's foolishness. And then yeah. the whole thing at the end, like she went way off talking about the subconsciously men want women who are sexually promiscuous to be hurt. Oh, yeah. And showing the clip yes, of identity yes. and all of this. And it's like... Yeah. So, so that was... That, that, that I definitely think feel, speaks to the subculture of incels. And that's a whole nother... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and, you know... Yeah, and incel. I was like, ooh. I was like, girl, you an incel? So, what are incels? She said... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Aisha. I couldn't hear. There's a delay. What was that? I'm sorry. What's what was an that, Mike? incel? What's an incel? An, an incel... Um, and look, these terms I get from Reddit... Um, an incel is an individual who is involuntarily celibate. That's where the in and the cell. A loser. In All right, go ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah, but 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 don't, losers, don't agree with him. Don't, don't agree. Right. What well, what well, losers? Air quotation. They still want to be in relationships and have um, sex. So there's that. Um, and I told Veronica, Veronica teases me about this. That's a hypocrite. Um, a celibacy and sex don't go ahead and Well, no, it. but involuntarily celibate mean they, they, they don't want to do it. They didn't do so this. So I don't think yet. that's celibacy. That's that just sounds like, like Reddit. That that's sounds like, well, like yeah, Reddit. Don't say... I'm just saying, this, this is just what they call it on Reddit. I didn't I didn't make up the term. This is okay. what I picked right. up on Reddit. But when I told Veronica, I said, you know, back in the day, um, sex workers served a real and viable uh, job in the communities like sex workers had a palatable need like there's a need for that kind of engagement when did that change some... you speak in the past tense when did that change no i'm just saying it's highly frowned upon and i feel like the i don't say i'm not saying it has changed it it, it probably is still the same energy um mm -hmm. but there is now a I space heard. online where 
incels can um, congregate and and commiserate. <laughs> okay. Got a lot of syllables. So they're not, I don't know. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? And and that oh, yeah, I apologize. like I I don't make it a business to go in those spaces often because it is so toxic. It's like yeah, the sludge of the internet. Like it and is so, awful. And yeah. so um, oh, yeah, I apologize. We're not framing this properly. That's kind of where <laughs> yeah, um, you know, sorry. um to, I'm sorry. to sum it up, that's anyway. He never kinda, gave an opinion. He never gave it a He pay. never, but no, this is, so, this is what I was trying to <laughs> say. Hey, you are, hold his on. passionless hold ass on. never gave an opinion. Hold ever. on. Give me a second here. Let me let me finish. So in summation, uh, my overall synopsis in of it summation. is basically, I worry about like, um, like, like just what you were talking about, like uh, those, those pockets where people get together. And because, so uh, what she's doing and what she's tried to say that she was against, but ended up doing it's yeah. showing those seeds of separation it's between divisive. men and women. It's and and yes. in, in the space of that separation is something we see with like politics now, with almost everything. Everything. Is when these two sides aren't talking, whether it's men or women, black, white, police, black, anything, you start to fill in the blanks with your own stuff. And and it be, and it's typically negative. You know, it's like, oh, yes. they sitting over there thinking this, so they da-da-da-da-da. And that causes, it, it widens that divide. And so- yeah. Uh, it's breaking down the families. It's it's you know uh, leaving uh, kids unparented properly. It's it's so so many things that come from that. It's so damaging, you know, to society on on so many levels. And so Have you overall, ever, it's, I'm sorry, y'all ever, my... ever moving to a new house, a new place, and are so tired from the move the first day or two, you just relax. You don't want to do what? You don't want to impact it all. And right. so America is in that stage right now, and we're we're, we're, we're yeah most certainly because we're in the in the process of trying to go ahead and see what this house is is a house whatever this will be, and then you, you listen to this this woman, and she speaks about seventy two point nine nineteen percent truth. The problem is is, is the brush that much. It is it is, and the reason why you don't know no. that much is because it's because it, you're it, a man. It is. Well, no, but there is a lot of truth to what she's saying, but I agree There's with David. There's so much truth. Like, yeah, like, like the, the, the fact that, and I've said this as well, the fact that a lot of these life coaches are unsubstantiated. Um, you know, these people are not credentialed. These people aren't educated. These people aren't, they don't have any, any type of governing body to give them the authority to say what they say. So how can you, if you're talking about something that's chronic and systemic, why would you bring in someone who isn't even certified to help yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was all, like, they, all they actually have is is um, uh, the, entertainer. Uh, entertainer the empowerment that they receive from the audience. And she said it. Yeah, I was on, uh, she said, well, I was on Clubhouse and it was 60 women that was listening to me. And, and she went back to it. These It wouldn't be 60 women listening to what I say was, if I wasn't blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it was calm down. That ain't even, first of all, that's not even a lot of people. But second of all, why is no, why is no woman here? I'm looking at three women and nobody's offended by him doing all this. But she was talking, she, I, he started why? his conversation. He started his conversation. Mike tried to start a fight. Calm down, you know, Mike. interpret this differently. And it's the ink blotch from, from the, the psych ward. Why not been to it twice? This is what I think. It's some BS. She is. She's. She has. Not only does she what she say hit home at what we are as men. We. Some of us can't unpack it. 
The reality of it is, is that black and white men shit on women constantly, on a constant basis. A woman, black and white, mostly black, the majority black, forgive me, have got to rear their hair back and swallow a lot of shit from all men, all men. And the notion that these men would say, because she, I think my man was talking about she was big as a linebacker. He was going like she was funny as hell. Mike, Mike, before you go any further, I'm gonna remind you that uh that, that song you said her mom is watching, so we want to keep it well uh, she PG 13. She will be watching, yes. yes oh, okay, she, yeah, eventually she, she's, okay. ID, she's, a, a, she's, um, a, she's okay. She's the one that taught me how to move like a boss, so she'll be okay, okay. Because <laughs> I, I can do it, I can leap no, out all of the stuff of you. I by no means mean to offend anyone, especially anybody. Oh, no, you good, man. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually speaking to men and not trying to speak for women. And that was her issue, her problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men, men speaking to what their plight is, and men speaking to what they should be. And yes, men making a system in a society where they have to adhere to it, and they do. No matter how much they make, no matter how good they look, no matter how well they do, they do wherever they do it. Guess what? She's still a woman. And in some places, some unfortunately, she could be on high on the hog or she could be a poor one. And she get her nose smashed in and thrown in a, in a ditch. She's just another woman in a ditch. And that's what we've done as men. So our, our, all of our sisters, black and white. And the notion that 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 what she say, how she come across is um, I don't like how you I don't like what you did, Dave. I told you that earlier. I don't like what when I listen to Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, they call this man a doctor. Like, wow, this man is right. an awesome brain. I'm not awesome familiar power. with him. Who, who is he? I wasn't. I wasn't. And I won't want to even speak to how familiar I am. Okay. But I know that I heard him say he's against interracial marriages. And obviously, well, I'm proud of interracial shit. So uh, I'm, offend, I'm offended by all that. I feel like we all, uh, the fact that we used to oh, see yeah. interracial, if you ever if you ever want to be black, purple, white, green, if you ever want to keep seeing us as human beings, you'll stop saying that we are black, black, purple, white, and green. We are the human race. How do you that's interrace right. that? How is your interrace? And, you, and, look, and that's an American thing, though. I'm like other countries, people who are from the islands, like they'll tell you, I'm Jamaican. Or, you know what I mean? I'm Trinidadian. They're not going to say I'm white, I'm black. I'm black. Like, like America, right. we're, we're, we're very, we're very racist. Only Like a German isn't going to say. They're yeah. not going to say, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, they're going to say, say, I'm German. They're not going to tell, I'm German. Right. Hold on, hold on, Mike. What are you going to say, Sonia? Yeah, excuse me for interjecting. Sorry, that's a bit of a No, I will say that, you know, um, some, you know, people of other races, in particular, uh, white people, Caucasian, they, they don't, you know, we're the only ones that have the light, the dark. The this, the that, the good here, the bad. They they see a black person. They don't see right, that. right, exactly. Some of that other stuff. We're the only ones that are you know caught up on that. You know because they just know if if, if something were to you know go down in their neighborhood, they're just gonna be like a black man. They're not gonna be like a black man, light skin with this and this and this. With full feet hair. Right, right. Hair, you know. We're the only one, you know, that's fact. That's fact. So uh, I definitely agree that we need to really move move past all of that and uh, come together for sure. Yeah, and and um, then to Mike's point, I, I did want to be careful too, because then we talked about this earlier too, Mike, about not trying to be 
Um, oh, oh, no, it wasn't you. I said this, too. I'm sorry. It was, uh, anyway, another conversation I had. But now you have to share. And you yeah, well, well, yeah, definitely. Well, it, it was just about um, try, trying to um, not trying to be uh, like exactly what Mike said, a man saying to a woman, like, how she should feel or how she should think or anything of that nature. And I always correlate that to, like, um, you know, the, the plight of women. Um, um, to, to like, like uh, race, race relations, you know, you know to, to like, like uh, as, as, as us as men, uh, especially, especially someone, someone like myself who feels like, like I've, you know, know all my life advocated and supported women and, and to, just to find out the level of stuff that they, they go, go through and to have a clear, clear understanding, understanding of things that, you know, they have to deal with on a daily basis. And I feel like the white guy found out about racism, like, really? That's what's happening? They killing y'all? I would challenge that and say, you know, if I'm understanding you correctly, Dave, you know, I would say that, um, you know, if a man is coming from a place of sincerity and honestly doesn't know, right, then it's up to the woman to know who she is and how she feels to really be able to articulate to the man, this is how you make me feel, right? Um, because I didn't wake up being respectful, respectful to, to all people. people. I, had I had to evolve, evolve to this point. And I feel right. like the same goes for men. Um, you don't you don't know a woman. I mean we're we're two different we're we're different. You know, men and women yeah, we speak we speak differently and we interpret it differently, certainly. Yeah. And the thing is that we have to remember nobody's perfect. I mean we're we're all born flawed, you know. So we have to, you know, be adults, um, all of us and really understand and listen to the person's intentions like is this what they meant to do is they meant to say and if they whatever you have to you have to check them you know you have to check them or be an adult and say hey maybe you know this is how this made me feel communicate that's the thing is that it's you know the communication um is, is lacking sometimes you know we don't really understand how to communicate with one another um let me tell you uh my husband and i we we learned during this pandemic fast <laughs> real real quick and so we we um you know because we have some friends that did not make it through this time so you know um that's how this is how you know you married or did not marry the right individual <laughs> right 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 COVID nineteen I see the Lord's back there like y'all right right, right. yeah. So, uh, so, so can I do this real quick? Uh, so um, how long have you and your husband been married, if you don't mind me asking? No, um, I'm an open book, so you ask whatever you like. And if I don't want to answer it, I'll just say I respectfully decline to answer. How about that? Cool, cool. All right. So my husband and I have known each other since 2003. We worked for the same company, different locations. I used to be an IT professional. And so we've known each other since 2003, just as friends. Um, he had a, he was married prior to me, um, 16 year marriage. And, um, but we've always, you know, been, been good friends, just friends. And we've been married, it'll be six years this year. So, and it's been, you know, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy. I, I've been, uh, I've been engaged before and I'll tell you, this is, this man is the real, the realest, uh, of them all. And it's because he accepts me for me. I accept, I accept him, him for him. him. I didn't I get didn't married to change him. him. He didn't get married to change me. We were both, um, you know, broken. Um, and we had to really meet each other where we were at and we're stronger because of it. We were like, that's why we made it through the pandemic because 
when we got married and were dating and all of that, we were in a long distance relationship. He was living in the Philly area and I was here in DC. And, um, but we knew each other as friends. We never knew what it was like to be in a relationship. And so, I mean, it took, I mean, we, it took a lot. I mean, you know, to, 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 to survive and it took communication. But, but to answer your question, question, you know, we've been, we're, we're coming, coming up on six years, but we've been, been together, together as a couple for since 2014, so we've been seven, seven years. Yeah. Okay, okay, and I, and I asked that question, not to put them on the spot, but Mike and Dolores have been married, they just had their one year anniversary. So, uh, so big up today, yay! Millennials, millennials in the house. Yeah, in, in, in other words, put them on the spot. Yeah, definitely, 100%. 100%. But not even to put them on the spot. But I always like to hear, like, so, um, in, you know, in the expertise that you've gained over the seven years or the six years that you've been married, um, is there any advice that you would give a, a one-year couple? Like, what would you say to, to them? I will, I will list my top three things. Always communicate. Always communicate in honesty. I don't care what it is. Always be honest. Always communicate. Don't let anybody talk about your spouse. You know, don't let anybody come between you and your spouse. No family, nothing like that. Always communicate. My husband and I, every night um, and in the mornings, we give each other 20-second hugs. Embrace for 20 seconds. And, and I mean, I'll tell you, you during the pandemic, <laughs> when I pissed him off something terrible one day, day and he was like, I don't want a hug. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> 20 second hug, boo. So, so it, 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 cause it releases the, you know, endorphin. And so, and then, when, and, and hug, when you hug someone and embrace someone, you're releasing like an energy, you're sharing an energy. And it, and, and so then you really realize, man, whatever we're upset about, it ain't even that deep. It's not even that serious. But, but, but I, would I would say, say you, know, you know, communication, you know, date. My husband, Aisha, you know we date. Chris is always taking me on some type of date. I'm taking him on a date, you know, and I, I would say date. And when I, and, and, and keep yourself up, you know, keep yourself looking good for your, for your man and men, you know. I mean, I like a man with some meat on his bones. So I, to me, you know, I do, Aisha. <laughs> So for me, you know, I like them a little. You know, I like something to snug up to in the winter. I can't be snug up to my clothes. Child, I got to be warm. So I like look, them a little. We, look, we know. We, we know, Sonia. We know. Yeah. So, you know, so I, um, yeah, I like a man with a little bit. So, you know, you don't worry about no six pack and all that. My husband had all that. And, and uh, I did too. I had a 12 pack. I mean, you know what I mean? That was when we were younger. But just accepting each other for, don't you know, for who you are. Um, appreciate the person, you know, be kind to each other, you know, uh, because in the beginning, Chris and I, we, we were, you know, I was, I was an independent woman. I was used to doing things on my own and he was uh, divorced for a couple of years, but um, I just wasn't used to, you know, okay, I'll be here. I'll be home at this. I just wasn't used to being accountable. I just wasn't used to that. And, and then, and I love it because, um, I thought, I thought things, things were going to change drastically, drastically, but I really, to be honest with you, for me, I feel, I feel more protected, protected being married. And, um, and, it, and it really, it, and I'll tell you, I never thought I was a selfish person, but when I got married, I was like, okay, Sonia, you can't, you need, to, I, I didn't see anybody else. 
Like I didn't, I didn't see, see the person. person. Like, like in, in some, some countries, countries people, people, you know, like, like in America, America, we say, hey, how are you? What's, what's good? You know, and, 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 and that's, that's just the thing we say. But in some, some countries, they say, they greet the person, they say, I see you. And so I see my husband, if that makes sense. I had to change my mindset for that. So the advice that I would give is, you know, I like the 20 second hug, communicate. Um, um, never, never do anything to disrespect the other person, person. Um, be, be supportive, hear the, hear the person, person out, just because you can't, can't see the idea, idea. believe in, in that, that person's, person's dream. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and that's what I would, that's, that's what, what, that would be my advice. advice. You know, I know it's a lot, but I, I, look, look, I feel like it's been, we're coming up on six years in November, but I feel like it's been 20 because the pandemic done added a good 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two, yeah. Two, oh, two, two, me, myself, and I, and, and, and your husband and your wife. <laughs> yeah, the 2020 was actually four years. People don't realize that it actually lasted. Yes, yes. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's amazing advice. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, we appreciate it. And I'm, I'm just always, you know, I'm always fascinated by, you know, our relationships and what makes what makes them work. And having those little mechanisms, like I always appreciate, um, you know, uh, taking the time to learn each other's love language to the point that you develop these mechanisms, like you're talking about the 22nd hug. I had a friend, I won't mention the friend's name, uh, and when he, when he met his wife, you know, um, and we would sit and all have conversations and they would talk about how loved they were and the little things that they would do for each other. And he, they talked about how they had made a vow when they moved in together uh, right before the wedding and we were never going to go to bed angry. So we have a room in the house. That's the angry room. And so if one of us gets too angry, we can go in the room and calm down and then we come back out and we communicate and it's love and it's beautiful. And after they got married, I came over one day and he was like, man, she's crazy. She's fighting, we arguing and all this. I'm like, what happened to the to the calm down room? He's like, I went in the room and she bust up in there behind me like, no, we're going to finish this now. And so, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really work. But, uh, <laughs> I'd like to add also, Dave, is, and, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, you know, this is me. I mean, I'm speaking um, to you all about this because this, is, this, this was my experience, right? And so, you know, you can't be doing all that stuff that you do to get them and then put that ring on it and then you put the ring on it and then you don't do that stuff no more, right? And I'll, and I'll just talk about myself. I, I did. I, you know. I'm like, I'm a wife now. I'm not doing all that stuff. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, wait, but you're my wife. I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just gonna keep it real. And so, you know, I had to get, get you know, I had to follow that long gray hoodie and, you know, do what make it do what it do. Look, I was about to say, I, I feel like keeping it real. I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about nobody else. This is just my story. Okay. 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 So if it happens to resonate with any of your audience members, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to pull that lingerie out, honey, and get up on that. You know, drop it. Like get the free. Get the free from Dre. Okay. Because yeah, sometimes you got to remind the person why you know uh, uh, in a visual manner. Um, yes. about the, that that uh, area of the connection. Yeah, I, but for women, you, Dave, you got to break it down. Like, like you're, you're kind of combing over the stuff. stuff. You gotta, you gotta really, really say, say, okay, you're not gonna, you're gonna, gonna put that lingerie on. You're gonna have to do what you used to do, right. okay? And he don't care that you're a little older doing it. He just wants you to do it because that's why he married you because he likes the way you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, age don't mean nothing. He'll support your needs. 
Um, I just, I was a misfit. I really marched to the beat of my own drum. I'm more, you know, I was always a leader, even as a young kid. I wasn't someone that, you know, I follow my husband, obviously, he's the head of my household, but I'm talking about, you know, young Sonia and, you know, and then being now a, a, a professional owning, owning my business. So I've always, you know, been that person, you know, curious. I, I love to help people. Um, you know, I'm always sharing with information. So I, I wanted to be like a lawyer or I knew I was going to be in the people business. I just didn't know what, to be honest with you. I just didn't know what and where I was going to be, but I definitely knew that. And I knew that I was different too, because the way people would treat me, you know, people know how you treat them. And it wasn't always good. I was bullied as a child growing up. And a uh, quick story, I remember this girl bullied me because I had two friends, I don't know if you all remember this, this term, but they used to call mixed, people that were mixed um, races, mulattoes. Okay, so I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm dating myself. And um, I had two friends that were mulatto, and uh, one is still my good friend to this day, one of my really good friends, and we were friends since kindergarten. And, and this, this girl, girl you know, know, I won't say her name, but she, she was, she, she wanted to be my friend, but she didn't want to be their friend. And it was, it was really, really about jealousy and hate. So, so this, this girl, girl bullied me <laughs> from wow. like elementary school through uh, going almost into high school, through junior high. What? Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I was bullied. And, and because I was friends with this girl, we, we all were bullied. And then I remember my mom, I, I came home and she's like, let me tell you something. If you uh, come, come home one more time and you're crying over this girl, girl you need to step to her. You need to go ahead and handle that because if you don't beat her, I'm going to beat you. And I was like, you won't beat me? <laughs> you know, and she's like, you're going to thank me later because if you go through life letting people bully you, um, you're, you're, it's not going to, your story is not going to end up well. And that was like the best life I ever got. So she's like, even if you get your, you know, your, your behind whoop, which I know you won't because you're from me. She said, I will take you on a shopping spree. All you got to do is step to her. I don't care if you, whatever. I know you got this. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I was petrified, terrified, you know. And I remember she, I said, oh Lord. So she did, she stepped to me and I whooped that ass proper life. Yeah, I was about to say, girl. Because you are not And people treated me differently and saw me differently. And, you know, I know that sounds so elementary to some people, but I'm telling you, there's so many bullies out there. I'm the job. I'm the job. Look, that's human nature. Yeah, human nature was based. Like, the animalistic part of us in this establishing dominance, if someone feels like they can step to you and say whatever, then you become their lackey. You know what I mean? So you got to, you know, you got to exchange courtesies. You know, but you're talking to someone who, you know, like, you know, who's young, doesn't know I'm terrified. And uh, people really did start looking at me differently, treating me differently. And a lot of that is people, they hate themselves. They're jealous of you. And they project it on you. Yeah. Project it on you. Right. And you don't know that as a, as a kid. So that was the best a bit of advice. And so, you know, some of my uh, work that I do, I, I, I do work with um 
you know, you know battered women, women for House of Ruth and they do some other stuff, um, dress for success. So, 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 Sonya's a fighter. So, okay. Mm-hmm. If you need, you need a bodyguard, call Sonya. <laughs> well, let me put it like this. If you need an ally or someone to stick up to you, stick up for you, yeah, for sure. Sonya. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because um, this, this is a definitely a no-bully bully zone. zone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so, so, you know, Aisha, you've seen me in action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 in action. Uh-oh. But, yeah, uh... your girl your girl ain't about it. Okay. <laughs> we don't like bullies. We do not like bullies, no. We, just, we, we are, you know, we, we like to be kind. And we like to help people out. And, you know, know, it's about getting people to the next level. I mean, we all have issues. We all have had stuff happen to us, you know. And so, yeah. You know, so we don't need any bullies. And I I can't stand a bully. Like, if if I'm one of those people, if I witness something, you know, obviously I'm being smart about it, you know. But I'm I'm, I'm not about bullies. I've I've had a lot of, I worked with a couple of bullies in the the workforce. And I knew exactly how to how to, how to, how to handle, handle them, because, because I've been, been through it. It's, it's not my, my first rodeo. rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Who's going to yeah. check me now, boo? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. 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 We know how to handle bullies. So, um, before I move on to the next question, real quick, so, um, I wanted, I wanted to ask, to ask like, like, what, what, what uh, kind of mechanisms did you, or what did you do to have to deal with, like, work bullies? So what kind of advice did you give someone who's dealing with a bully at work? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a really, really good, good question. question. Damn, that's a great question. I do that every time. Oh, yeah, no, it's a great, how about, it's a great how question. About, how about in corporate, in the corporate world, when you know, when you know there is a nice check coming your way, if you can just say yes, master, how you deal with that shit? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, I felt to a certain extent. Um, I won't mention the job, the company, but. You know, know, one of the reasons reasons I had left left this one particular job was because I was feeling a bit like it could have been a bullying situation. And this person, and Aisha, I know you know what I'm talking about, because we had a, you know, we had a Zoom call because I had to call my girls for some intervention. And then I just said, you know, I spoke my truth because it had a lot to do with, well, it was the last job. I may as well say it had a lot to do with the different it was, uh, well, you know, I won't say who it was, but it was, you know, it was someone that, yeah, it, was, it was somebody that was, they pushed, high, yeah, they pushed me in, so I will say that um, how I handled it, and I was very proud of myself, and that's how you know who you are and whose you are, yes, I don't know, you gotta know who you are, who you are. Now, I'm not telling people to go quit their job, <laughs> see, I, I had money saved up, I had a supportive husband, so I'm not saying that to do that. But uh, for me, I'm speaking from my experience. The person was putting some things on me that were just going to be, un- were not going to be attainable. And so she was bullying me in different ways, like trying to attack my performance and all this other nonsense. And so what I did was, yeah, so what I did was I just, you know, went to her and said to the individual, and I said, listen, this is how I'm feeling. Um, we can agree to disagree. And, and um, um, we, we just, just kind of went from there. I just kind of let things kind of play out. And then I eventually, I, I gave a notice. I handed in my resignation. I was very, very, I think you, I don't know if I shared it with you, Aisha, but I was, it was very classy. Um, you know, if you need anything, I can help train my new person, whatever, whatever. I can classy. And then even my, even my farewell and adieu letter to, I sent that to the company as a whole. 
um, because people did not understand what I was going through as a woman of color last year. So I, you know, I'm functionally depressed. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm coaching. I found all this out. I'm coaching and mentoring people. I myself am functionally depressed. I'm working with people. You know, I had to surround myself around fellow uplifters. So what I would say is speak your truth, be authentic. Um, you know, don't settle, you know, because it's either that or end up in a grave. Because there's stuff like stress like that can put you in an early grave. So you, you know, but I would say I meditated. I'm not a, I'm not a religious person by no stretch of the imagination because I grew up with that Bible banged up outside my head with my grandparents. So, but I am a spiritual person and I, and I do know who I am and whose I am. And, and so, so um, and, and I, I meditate, meditate and I pray. And I am, you know, you very in tune with my vibrations. vibrations. I'm about vibrations and energy. And, and so, so um, and, and, and knowing myself. myself. And, and so, so I'm at a point now because I've evolved that I don't, I don't, I would say for someone at any age, you know, just step to the person and just, you know, speak your truth in a respectful way. You gotta watch your, you gotta watch your energy. You gotta, you gotta watch, watch your, your, you know, you know how, how you, you, you let, let it come out authentically, but don't be, don't, don't come down, down to their level. level. Like the first lady said, when, when they, they go low, we go high, high. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, because if you, if you go tit for tat, it's not going to end up well. It's all about energy. It's what you put out there. So, but you can't be no either. Right. Given your extensive experience in the human resource field, respectfully, can you get? Can you can you take us behind this, behind the scenes? What ducks did you line up before you said two? You know, before you rolled out, because you obviously yeah. made some moves beforehand. But being you know job work, jobs and work and occupation, what you need to do outside of saying thank you, had a good day. As far as you and jobs, what what can people do? How can they navigate that? How do you go look for? Once you've been working for someone for three or four or five years, tired of it. This is it's whatever it is. How do you move on to the next, next place, place and, you know, never yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question, question, question Michael. Michael. I mean, I, I would, would say, say to anyone, anyone it's, it's really important, important to, to, for me, I said, said what, what would I do? What, what if it doesn't bring me joy or make me happy? Okay, that will start there. That, that I needed to hone in on that. Okay. And I needed to be free in myself. I had to be authentic. And once I, recognize that the sky was the limit for me so I would say to someone understand uh, what are your gifts you know what are your talents what would you do for free what brings you joy what is your passion passion and purpose are two totally different things I all I was always passionate about what I'm doing okay but I did not know until last year it was my purpose yeah, been doing it for decades, and I have many passions, but I didn't really know what my true purpose was. And all of a sudden, I had to, once I, once I, you know, because listen, this pandemic gave us an opportunity to, to know who we are, to see who we are, to breathe, to relax, okay? And for me, I've been working since the age of 13, so I never, it's been nonstop ongoing. I've never had an opportunity to relax my, my brain and my mind and really hear the voice of the creator as to what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to someone, whether you're, you know, 
you know, believe in the, believe in the creator, believe in God, or you're agnostic. Okay. Cause I, I know I have some friends that are agnostic that are some of the most beautiful people. It's really about the person in their heart. So I would say to someone that's trying to get to that point, hone in on your gifts and your talents, do some research, surround yourself with fellow uplifters and, and people kind of in that field, but do your, do your research. Um, you know, don't listen to naysayers. Um, and then also, I'll be honest with you, there were some things in myself that I had to change, if, if I were to be honest with you all, okay? I was going through some things last year due to the, due to the racial pandemic. We, you know, we had the global, you know, pandemic going on, the financial pandemic and the, the you know, Black people were going, people of color, we were going through four or five different pandemics. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to, handle that. I didn't know how to package that. And, and so I just couldn't, I had to live that experience and let it be what it, what, what it is. I came out better because of it. But in the meantime, I found out some things about myself that I had to change mm. that were, I, I saw the good, the bad and the ugly in Sonia. So I had to change that. So a lot of times before you quit your job or move on to anything else or transition to someone else, something else, check yourself, make sure you you know, make sure you are who you think you are, <laughs> okay, before you go blaming somebody else for something. I, I'm just speaking about myself. I had to do that, and uh, I came out better for it. I yeah. really did. Does yeah. that answer question, Mike? Because I want to make sure that I answered that. I think you did an excellent job. I think Thank you. it makes, you, <laughs> makes me have a follow-up question because I, I want to dig, dig deeper because you say, are you free now? Do you feel all right? You feel all right? I feel... Um, you know, because I said I was functionally depressed. Yeah, I mean, my mom is a retired um, healthcare professional. So she was like, girl, you got me coming out of retirement. Because a lot of people in our, um, to talk to, I, you know, I had to talk to my mom, she checked in on me. My husband, you know, did an amazing job um, as well. Um, the best that he could do, because he was going through his thing, you know, all right, all and right. men, and men do things differently, you know, and no, so, we don't, no, we don't. Well, I would say you internalize your feelings a little differently. This has been my experience. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying men don't feel, but I'm saying you feel a little differently. Like me. My, my feelings, Dave, Dave, back me up. <laughs> my feelings hurt right now. I just feel like that. Why do you, why are my your feelings, feelings hurt, Mike? Because I'm, I'm a man. I'm not, I ain't got nothing to do See with that. Oh, so right, thank you for asking. And thank you for asking that. I appreciate that. Um, my brother, because yeah, I'm good. I'm really good because I'm only doing what makes me happy and brings me joy. And if it doesn't make me happy or bring me joy, I'm not about it. And and what that looks like is um, helping and being a service, a servant to others. Yeah. I'm, I'm about servant leadership. Um, you know, I can't grow and be a great leader and a strong leader and a coach and a mentor if I don't know how to lead and follow, you know, for sure. Right. Right. Um, so in, in all perspectives, you know, just meeting people where they're at, that was something that I didn't always get. And so I got that definitely during all of this and over the past, you know, five, six years. When you, when you say meet someone where they're at, do you ever find yourself judging them, uh, in a way where, uh, you don't want to be judged yourself? You know, that's a great question. So I would say for me, I'm speaking on a pers uh, professional level. I'm speaking about professionals, right? I would, these, I'm in contact with C-level, C-suite. So these are VPs, 
COOs, presidents at my, when I was in the workforce. And I just did not, um, I'm like, why are you, you know, I'm looking at how much money they're making. And I'm like, why do I know this? And you don't know this. Like, (laughs) you know, and I was feeling a certain type of way about it, you know, I'll be, I'm just being honest with you. And so uh, a very wise person told me, and this was um, when I was in the defense sector, he was in the, um, he was in a retired military. um, And he said to me, and it was some of one of the best pieces of advice that I really got in a really long time. And I asked him, I said, Hey, as I move into this new industry, do you have any words of advice for me? And I'll never forget it. And he said, yeah, um, meet people where they're at. Just because someone has a PhD or they're at this title doesn't mean that they know more than you or they should know more than you. So meet people where they're at because you're, you're, you know, you're an amazing business professional and I think you would really go far. And I'll tell you, that helped me in my career. It helped me with this business and it helped me actually on the poker when you know, I, I told I shared with uh, David and you that I that I play a little poker, so mm-hmm. it um, so it helped me on the on the felt. If you're a poker player, that the felt is the table, as you guys know. Okay. Okay. So it helped me on the felt dealing and working with um, you know poker, playing against other poker players and reads and tells and things like that. So meeting people where they're at helped me. It helps me every day in life. And again, Dave, I'm ready to ask some poker questions now. Like like when you say. Th- <laughs> Like, see, see, we're about to go way left, Dave. You play poker, Dave? Uh, no, I do not play poker. I've been trying to get you to play poker, bro. I'm, trying I'm to good. You. I'm all right. Bring you, yes, let's have a let's have a poker party if it's okay with your queen, Michael. We'll have my it at queen your will, house. My queen will host it. My oh, she'll host, host it. Okay. Host Bring awesome, your man. wallet, Dave. We're gonna you're gonna get schooled today. I'm not, we're, playing, I'm... we're not. We're playing for um. Uh, Bragging rights. And still, we're playing oh, with a revenue stream coming in from the, the north, the south, the east, and the west. <laughs> and, and you know, to I, play for money and significant money when it comes to poker, I really feel like if I had it, I would be good at it. Only because my my competition bust their ass all the time. I bust so True, true story. We'll wait until she reconnects. It looks like Aisha's having a little bit of technical difficulty. Yeah, she's coming over? back in now. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I had to switch. I had to switch devices, so I'm on my tablet now. No worries, Aisha. Do you have your camera on, or are you just gonna be joining us uh, out of out of out of? If I can um, rotate. Hold on, I'm turning it back on. Wanted. They were asking me about poker, and I wanted you to to tell them that you had went with me. If you remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Sonia is a very accomplished poker player. Mm-hmm. She witnessed it and she was like, you're still in? You're still playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I those was, those yeah. tournaments take some time, right? Oh, uh, yeah. The longest one I did was a uh, field size of, <clears throat> and, and I wasn't even a year playing, to be honest with you. The, the largest one I did was a field size of a little over 1,200. Um, and I took uh, seventh place. How and, many days? Uh, a week? Yeah, it was, and that was a one. That was a one day tournament. Or yeah, was it? I mean, it was like a full day. You know, like it just went nonstop. And then the other one, the first time, the first tournament I played in, which was just a small buy-in, it was like three hundred and sixty dollars. But that was in Atlantic City, and you can Google me. I was last woman standing, and it was a field size of. 1100 maybe and I took uh I was last woman standing I think I was like I don't know 20th place or something 
and I had only been playing poker at that point for um, less than six months. Mm-hmm. She said, you can Google me. That's, I, I love that sign right there. That's a well, beautiful I think it would come up my maiden name, so I'll, I'll have to send you guys the link. But yeah, I was last woman standing, and they did a little article. It was it was nice. nice. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, and I love do I have a passion for poker? I love it. I mean, I wouldn't quit my daytime job for it. I think I thought about it for all of four seconds, and I was like, yeah. Okay. So, but but uh, everything has um, every facet of the or every every portion of the journey has its own lessons. What has uh, uh, being as uh, Aisha calls you an accomplished poker player? Uh, what has that taught you about life? And uh, and are there any um, uh, uh, skills? that you uh, apply to other facets of life that you learned um, on the felt, as you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so, you know, poker, te- you have to be, if you don't have patience, you don't need to be playing poker, point, mm. point blank. And you cannot have any regard for money if you're playing for money. You, oh, you well, get, I'm out. I'm out. I if fold. You can't, if you can't take the money that you are buying into the tournament and feel comfortable lighting that shit on fire, don't even play. Yeah. Because the reason I say that is, you know, you heard the term scared money, can't make money. The largest tournament that I brought bought into, and I'm not even where I am financially right now, um, where I was then, um, I'm better off financially now, was like $3,500. And my money came out of my wallet shaking like a leaf. And I'm a risk taker sometimes. Now, now you know, I'm married now. So my husband definitely keeps us grounded. <laughs> you know, he ain't go, you know, I can't be using the, the mortgage money. It, no, but we have, we have a good, you know, we're good financially. But I did, I used my rent and my um, state, a little bit of my savings. Because I was living, at that time, I was living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. No shade on anybody living paycheck to paycheck. But I'm just trying to show you the state of mind that I was in. And I just had faith in myself. I used, you know, and at that time I, I had a car note. So that 3,500 and then, and then when I was done with it, I think I had like a couple hundred dollars left in my account. Now, did I have some male pseudos that I could borrow the money from? If something, <laughs> you, you betcha. Your mama okay. listening. Your mama is listening. <laughs> Who think taught me? I keep telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mike. So, this is where we don't, you know, follow what yeah. Mike wants to say. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. That's so, right. Yeah. That. So, you know, I, I mean, so I, I had faith in myself and things just really worked out for me with mm. that. Because like I said, I took 20th place. It was a one-day tournament and I cashed for $48,000. Mm. So, yeah. pre-tax. pre-tax. So, not bad. Now, I never did that again. I'm mad you paid tax shit. So, yeah, well, I had to. Come get it. Come get it. I don't know. I always pay my taxes. I'll be messing. I don't mess with Uncle Sam. Yeah, because he yeah. will come get it. But um with Uncle Sam. Right, right. So I, I want to draw um draw a line back to you know uh the, the journey to where you are now in in coaching and uh and having your businesses. So um uh, from where you began and the and the few things that you said that you wanted to be, how did HR come into you know your life? How did you begin that part of your journey uh, in professional HR? Yeah, so I mean, so this is this is this is true, true story. So I just fell into HR as most HR professionals do. Mm-hmm. I was in the IT field. Um, I, I was an IT manager, and and I was a full blown IT professional. 
And I just was tired of lifting 70 pound servers. So I got out of that, got worked for a staffing firm called Robert Half Technology. They hired people in, <laughs> they hired people in, um, you know, so if you work for their accounting side, it means you had your, you, you're a CPA or you have some type of accounting background. If you're technology, you know, if you work in their technology uh, division, then they also have a legal division. So they only hire people that come out of that background. So mm-hmm. I was a recruiter for them, a uh, damn good one. And um, I loved it. I loved recruiting. I loved interviewing people. I loved that whole process. And so I, I worked in staffing. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually a, a high performer, a top performer for them. I worked for another staffing firm, another one after that. And then I, I started working, uh, I re- recruited for a, in a company. It was in the defense sector. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that company, I'm interviewing with all these people. And I'm like, because normally it depends. Most, you know, if you're a recruiter, you typically, you know, depending on, you know, what you're recruiting for, what type of prof- professionals, you're reporting into like the engineering department or a different department. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm interviewing with all these HR people. And so I remember asking the one guy, I said, um, they were like, yeah, they're going to hire you. Da, da, da. I was like, okay. I said, well, I interview all these HR people. Like what department am I going to be reporting into? And they said, um, well, HR. <laughs> so oh, that my. was my, really mm-hmm. my first thing. And that was like a uh, little over, you know, 15 years ago mm-hmm. into HR, I got thrown into it. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, cause I used to think HR was the devil. You know, I really did when I was working for other companies and yeah. I had to work with HR and I'm like, what do these people do? Well, I could tell you they do quite a bit. <laughs> right, I'm, right, a right. acquisition. I'm in the area of talent acquisition recruiting, but I report into HR. So there's certain functions of my job that are HR functions, mm-hmm. if you will. And so, um, so that's how I got into HR. I learned a lot in HR. You know, I had a, a lady that, um, you know, gave me an opportunity and hired me and really kind of taught me um, just the, the soup to nuts on HR, employee relations, everything, you know, and, and why HR shouldn't report into this department, why it should report to the mm-hmm. CEO and just the reporting structure, stuff like that, laws and employment laws and stuff like that. So, um, but I'm in the talent side of, 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 the, of the house, which is, um, you know, hiring um talent um you know you're the face of the organization right. um being a strong ambassador for the organization so that's really how i got thrown into hr okay and and uh, like you said that's um being in that position you're um like you said the face of the organ- organization you're one of the first people that uh people will interact with uh for the organization and that takes a you know tremendous amount of people's skills of interaction and i saw on your website um where it said your superpower is being able to reach and connect with uh people from varying backgrounds and um th- th- is that something that you acquired throughout your tenure in hr or is that something that you've always had like an innate skill that you've always had to kind of connect with people no that is um that's a great question i mean that is really because um I've worked in so many different industries mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't always an HR you know, practitioner. So I knew what, how people felt when they interacted with HR because people, <laughs> most companies I go to, they go to HR, they hate it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, am I in trouble? You know, stuff like that. So I knew I could feel their pain. 
And I'm like, oh, this is really just what it's about, you know? And they're like, oh, because I was wondering, you know, and, and I was able to connect in that way. The okay. other thing is that I really learned to um, listen. Um, you know, the older I got, the more I had to learn how to listen. And when you listen, you connect because people are, look, they're saying, I see you, I hear you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, and, and, and I value people. I value their opinion. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I let them know there's no, the only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. Um, because a lot of things are just, people don't know what they don't know. Um, for instance, during the pandemic, I, um, how I found my purpose was during the pandemic, a lot of people lost, I, I was in contact with a lot, quite a bit of people uh, that lost their jobs due to the pandemic because they just did not, um, they, they just, they, they, they were on their job for, you know, 15 years. They didn't have to interview. They didn't have a resume, didn't know how to interview, et cetera, et cetera. So I was able to kind of meet people where they were at there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a great quality to have and to cultivate. And um, uh, just what you said about, you know, about listening and uh, the the art of being an effective listener is, is a skill that, you know, um, something that you have to exercise and, and, and make sure you keep uh, uh, prevalent. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a simple concept that people tend to miss, like, uh, you know, like, like you said, uh, it took you a while to learn that, you know, cause we, from a child, you know, the, the adults are telling you, listen, you gotta listen, you gotta, but you don't really grasp what that really means and how it's like, I'm, I, can, I can hear what you're saying, but it's the difference between hearing and listening. And so understanding yeah, that I is- wanna, I wanna acknowledge something like you guys are amazing because, um, you know, Michael, um, you Dave, um, Aisha, you're really great interviewers. And, and, you know, I mean, that's what I do for a living. And the reason I say that is you, you, I told, I, I just said it once. I said, you know, it's functionally depressed, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and you all were like, are you okay? Is everything okay now? So I, I mean, big ups, because I appreciate that you looked out for a sister and made sure. And, you know, that was a, that was really nice. And that's a sign of a good, you know, um, listen, I mean, you know, a good interviewer is really mm-hmm. under, hearing your, hearing your, um, your person, you know, the person that you're interviewing, um, and, and picking up on little keen things like that. So, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely. We want you to know that you're not alone. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate that. I do. I, I really do. Thank you. So, so let's talk a little bit about, um, making that venture into, um, you know, having your own, starting your own business. You you said that it began uh, during the pandemic. Was that when you had the initial idea? Well, that's when I, that's when I had the initial idea that I was going to be quitting my job. So <laughs> I've always had, <laughs> like, I've always had some type of business. I had an IT business that was successful for 10 mm-hmm. years, you know, and then I got out of that, got into the workforce. So I've always been coaching and mentoring people for the last, you know, decade or so. And what made me turn it into, uh, what made me really hone into it was because I was, I mean, I just had so much time to reflect on things during the pandemic. So I just said, you know, I'm going to, you know, launch a website, start my, start my business. You know, I actually already had the businesses going, but I made it official. Like I started branding myself and pouring myself into the business versus pouring myself into an employer if that makes sense. So I was branding Definitely. myself, you know, and, and, and it was just, um, I tell you, it's very, it's just 
when you when you love what you do and it brings you joy, it's not even work. You know, I right, probably work right. more than I did with my employer. You know, I work now more for myself than I did with my employer, which was like a miracle in itself because I've been working a lot of hours. But the difference is it doesn't feel like work to me. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, um, your, dream job, your dream job right now? Oh yeah, which is which is working for myself. Yes, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. I I love it, and and like I said, that's why I have three different businesses. You know, I have an amazing accountant that really um told my husband and I, listen, you guys need some expenses, um, you need some businesses, and so why don't the stuff that you're doing turn it into a business, or you could use it as a write off. You know. Um, yeah. you know, so he, he, he's the one that really told us, you know, a couple of years ago to, have you done that yet? Have you done that yet? So I just went ahead and launched my website. I have tech skills. So I did my website. I got on Wix. They have amazing templates and I know right. how to, you know, cut and paste. So yeah. And, and I have, you know, like I said, we have three that businesses. Looks awesome. yeah. Say it again. Yeah. Website looks awesome. Where can they find yeah. it? Where can we see it? You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the coaching business is www.soniaroyster.com. Sonia's with a with a Y, uh, Y A Royster.com, and I can link everything. I'll send you guys the links, and then the um, and that's our co- my coaching um business, and then um my talent acquisition um consulting business um that I do full time um is scrtechnicalservices.com. I know it's very long. I started the company three years ago, and oh, I I known if I would have thought about it more later, I would have said, "Oh, I should, probably should keep this. Sh- I should shorten this." So, but lesson learned. It worked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's good. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, with the um starting the business now, I want to talk a little bit about um uh, the blueprint. Like I said, I always like to give you know um uh educate people on the steps that it takes so from having the idea to start uh Sonia Royster you know the uh the the coaching business from the inception of the idea to actually being up and running how long did that process take about um you can you know uh round it off yeah so estimate um it took me um I want to say maybe four or five months. The reason being um, is because I started getting imposter syndrome. Mm. Yeah, I'm just with you guys. I I started getting imposter syndrome and uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah, so I mean, it's different things to different people, but imposter syndrome, I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I quit my job? Like, I can't do this. You know, why am I? (laughs) So I was, I was, it getting into a lot of conflict with me, myself, and I. So what I did was I just took a journal and I said, this week I'm accomplishing this. I will not move on to this until this is accomplished. Mm-hmm. Okay, because um, you know, I I I have I was just my creative juices were flowing and I was just doing little things here with this business, little things here with this business, little things here with this. Okay, I'm gonna launch YouTube, da 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 da. And not getting that one thing accomplished because I'm working on many things. So mm. once I honed in on, and this is just me, um, because I just had a lot of ideas, like just some great ideas, and I just didn't want to, you know. <laughs> and then nothing got accomplished. So what I did right, was I yeah. just honed in on one thing, and once I did that, I was able to get my website up and launched, written and everything, 
Um, the process took four months, but once I put my mind to it, I literally did it in two days. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's such a real, uh, <laughs> real place, especially for, you know, um, when you have all those ideas and stuff like that imposter syndrome of feeling like I'm not really what I'm saying I am. Somebody's going to one day find out and be like, you're not, you know, but you know, and uh, like you said, being scattered all over the place. It took me like I'm 41 now. It was up until about five years ago that I really started focusing on one thing at a time and actually accomplishing things as opposed to having a bunch of things that I'm doing and telling people about all the things that I'm doing. And then when they don't get accomplished, you know, it's like, that's when that imposter syndrome comes. Like, I've never done anything, you know, but yeah, because, you know, it's, you know, it's so true. I mean, you just said it. And so once you hone in on that one thing, you'll, you know, then you can move on to the next thing. And then, yeah, cause I have, I, I, I did our company website. I did that in a day. Yeah, I just yeah. shut everything down, shut it, shut everything off, you know? Right, right, right. So, yeah. Until I got that done, I said, I'm not doing anything else until I get this done. Yeah. Right, right. So um, were there any obstacles that you faced in starting your business? And, um, you know, uh, what was the biggest obstacle would you say that you faced? I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, so I have an amazing accountant. I'm about sharing. I told you all I do share information about sharing information. So, um one thing that was beneficial, I, I I surround myself with fellow uplifters. I have A-listers in my corner, you know, you know, like you all in my accountant that gives me information because we need people that are in certain areas to give us information, okay? Mm. And so my accountant was like, you know, you qualify for PPP. I was like, word? And he wow. said, yeah. So we got the PPP uh, money for both mm -hmm. of our businesses, and we just found out we got the loan forgiven. So that was money, and I don't mind sharing it with you. It was mm -hmm. uh, a little over twenty thousand for each business. Now we weren't like that fool that's up there with a million dollars buying Lamborghinis and stuff because we are yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Our stuff is legit and official, right? Uh, right. You know, <laughs> so so yeah, no, we 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 did everything the legal way. We have receipts and we account payroll and all of that, like legit businesses. And so, we, and then we got it forgiven. And oh, so can I can I borrow six dollars from you? Is that no? I'm just messing with you. Good. I'm just messing with you. Put your cash app. <laughs> okay, I got you. I said it to you like it's good. No, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I just was, just... Yeah. So, six dollars. Say. <laughs> I know that's no. all you want, baby. No, yeah. Don't be greedy. Is my motto. What would you say, Dolores? That because the six dollars, she won't say no. At least you know. Yeah, you that's right. That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you ask for seven, it's definitely no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. It's so, seven. See, I knew. Yeah. I knew. So we we did. We got the PPP uh, money, twenty thousand for each company, and we had to. You had to use like sixty percent towards. Um, payroll and then 40 percent towards uh like operating expenses your rent whatever 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 mm -hmm. so right, it was right. good to have that additional income that certainly helped mm -hmm. um you know cushion the blow definitely, <laughs> um, definitely. yeah and then and then the fact that we just found out we got it forgiven so both of them got forgiven yeah. yeah when i logged yeah. into the uh to our bank account my husband he logged in for his business i logged in for mine and, and we were like the loan was gone it wasn't even there. 
So we were, and then we got the letter from the SBA. It was a wonderful feeling. So we celebrated with a thank you, Dolores. So we celebrated <laughs> and, and, and with a nice little dinner and, you know, we pampered ourselves. And so, yeah, we didn't buy no Abergides. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, they were we from took care of business. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, to answer your question, that, that helped. Uh, and I, and I'm happy to share, you know, I'm just share that with people like, you know, we pay our accountant, um, I don't think it's expensive. I can't really say it's great, but you know, if you're interested, yeah. send it to you. But you know, he's a brother from New York. You know, has a a nice bona fide CPA firm, and he also does some other type of work in an office building. I mean, mm. you know, doing big things. And he's like, look, you know, if y'all look, you wonder why a lot of these millionaire billionaires or millionaires, I should say, they they don't have to pay any taxes. You know, so he's like, y'all better get with this program. And so we got a refund last year, Mm -hmm. um, you know, him doing our our taxes um, because we had quite a bit of write-offs and we had those businesses and we were running the businesses. I mean, I won't say it was easy work. It was difficult. I mean, it wasn't easy Mm -hmm. um, work at all. I mean, but I I love what I'm, the difference is I love what I'm doing, you know, so it doesn't feel like work. And uh, so there's just programs out there for, for us if you're a business owner that a lot of us don't know about. Like, I didn't know anything about the PPP until he told, until he mm-hmm. said something else about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know about it from the news because a lot of people, actually, <laughs> those people you were referring to that bought them Lamborghinis, they, oh, they got, you know, yeah. people asking them where they, you know, where they got the money from now and, you know, they go into pr- real prison and stuff like yeah, that. I, so. I said to my accountant, <laughs> I said, you, you can only give me 20000 You know, we ain't getting a million over here. Like, you can't pay Trying to keep keeping you out of jail, you right? Want, right. Did you want jail time or no jail time? Right, right, right. Twenty thousand pairs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want to talk a little about uh, specifically about coaching, and uh, in in the the first conversation that we had, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, Aisha had mentioned, uh, you know, we were talking about the the quote unquote coaches. Who, who do, you know, um, like relationship advice and things like that. And so I have a lot of friends who do uh, career coaching and also life coaching and things like that. And um, one of the things that they've expressed to me is that there are two types of people uh, that they typically encounter. The ones who understand the true benefits of having um, uh, the, the advantage of having a coach uh, to guide you, to help you, to give you, you know, um, the things that you need that you may not be getting. And then there are people who look at it as sort of a pseudo business, sort of a, you know, a fringe kind of a, a something that's not going to be around forever or, you know, things that's something that uh, people don't need. So um, uh, me having people, uh, knowing people well who are in that industry and uh, understanding the necessity for it, um, I definitely see it. But for people who don't, for people who feel, you know, um, or maybe on the fence about it, what would you say to those people about the necessity or, or the benefits of having a, a good coach in business and maybe even in life? Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. I mean, I, I know, think back to your, to any career that you were at, we all have had someone that mentored us, there's a difference mm-hmm. between mentoring and coaching, and that have coached us. You know, Aisha actually has been a mentor uh, to my husband, who's in IT. Um, and so she's been an incredible. Right, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's been she's been incredible. So, you know, it, it's really um, you know, that's a really good question. I mean, I would I would say that if you're someone 
who, it depends where you are in your career. There's different types of coaches. I was, um, the program I went through was through a uh, shout out to Tamara Kellum Washington at Dynamic Insights LLC. Mm-hmm. She, her link to her page is also on my website. She's a health coach. Mm-hmm. And then she also does um, employee development in, for companies. Um, and then she uh, worked for a, a, a law. Uh, she was in the legal uh, field for a, a huge um, like law firm. And okay. so she's really, really just dynamic sister, very bright. Um, and she was the one whose program I went through. So I have been mentoring and coaching people for quite some time uh, for, for the last decade. And I wanted to, so I'm in the process of getting my coaching credentials because I wanted credibility behind what I do. And there were things that I didn't know that Mm -hmm. I didn't know I didn't know. (laughs) Like clinicals, you know, terminologies and things like that, you know, things that I, that I just didn't know. And thank God I didn't damage anybody, you know, Um, but I mean, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And so going through her program really helped me service my clients even better um, because I know the questions to ask. I know what's involved in coaching. I know the difference now between coaching and mentoring. And so, um, and so what I would say is if you're just anyone that is, you know, looking to start a business or your career or your, you know, we all have some type of talent or gift. We just sometimes don't know how to unleash that and we just mm-hmm. don't get started. So that's the case where if you have the right coach, you, 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 that person can, you know, help you get to that point of kind of unleashing your potential. Mm-hmm. Now, I had someone, I will tell you, and this is, there's, you know, by me getting about to get certified, Coaching through ICF, International Coaching Foundation Federation, they have a set of coaching like principles and you have to be ethical and, you know, you have, you know, there's certain documents and you have to put disclaimers like I am not a licensed therapist, this is not therapy, you know, things like that, just so that people sometimes, you know, and so one of the things is if you, you can't take all clients. You know, sometimes right. you have to refer people and people don't realize that they just look at the money. They just want the money and you're not doing that person any service. So right. to answer your question, you know, anyone looking for a career coach or profession in the area of professional development um, or just even, you know, meaning starting a business, anything. Dave, I was talking to you earlier about editing and, you know, getting your stuff off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's a, there's, I think there's a market for that, you know, that, that was just kind of me just kind of telling you what you have, you have a, you, you have a market out there, right? you yeah. know, yeah. you have a market out there. So, um, and, uh, and so and I appreciate it. I already changed my LinkedIn page while we were talking. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> you are so funny. Yeah. And so you just want to, you know, and so that's what I would say. And hopefully I answered your question. I mean, I just, I just really want to be honest because people, glamorize stuff and do this mm. and that and it's just it's just not all about that it's just being real with people because you don't need to be you don't need to be college educated there's no you know you don't have to be at this educational level to be a coach you know right. you don't you know you just really have to uh have a passion for people 
and really, you know, go through some type of training um, right, so that right. you are doing people a service. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and then, and, and like, I didn't know what to charge people. And so I do, I do, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I kind of meet people where they're at. So it's like a to be determined because it depends. Sometimes people need three sessions. Sometimes people need 10 sessions. Sometimes people mm-hmm. need sessions. Sometimes people have the clarity call and they don't need anything else. And that's good. That's okay. I'm mm-hmm. glad I was able to help because I really mm-hmm. truly mean about helping people unleash their potential and getting them to the next level. It's not really about the money for me. And right. that's why I'm successful at what I do. That Definitely. is very true because Sonia has certainly helped me get to, get this money all the time. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> to get to the bag, each. And Aisha's friend, Sonia, yeah. can you talk about and then she was like, we were, remember, we won't mention the person's name, but, you know, the, the girl was just amazing. And I'm like, girl, you can fetch for this, this, and this. And girl, why don't you do this on your resume? And then now she has a job and she's rolling yeah. like a boss, you know, because a lot of times people just don't know what they don't know. And the other thing I do is I, I, I was also a comp now. Um, I work with uh, compensation. So within HR, you have to know each job has an a, a associated salary band with it. Mm-hmm. This and you make this. If you're this, your title's this, you make that. You know, and so I would, you know, I, I have a lot of people that are career professionals, like where Aisha's at, to people mm-hmm. that are um, just starting out, getting into management, that they don't know what to ask for. And so yeah, I'm glad yeah. to share that information with you because like, we have yeah, to. That's empowerment, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And we need us in these in these spaces. Yes, yeah. you have. You know who I know. Somebody in particular who could really use that information. Yeah, his name is Mike. No, I'm just playing. No. I'm just, I'm just yeah, messing with you, Mike. Hear what Mike said. Say, I know someone who could really use that information. Okay, holla. Yeah. <laughs> my my number's on the website, brother. Call me anytime. You family? Oh, my sis over there. Sis, call me. I got you. Oh well. No, no, no. This it's 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 just by happenstance. We're having this conversation about uh how about having worked your butt off and gotten a couple of degrees and being told you're overqualified and being stuck in a place where you like, like my wife succeeds effortlessly. She works her ass off and she they give her daily water. They also um take for granted what's there the effort, the hard work, the, 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 the attention to detail, and the way her uh, co-workers uh, appreciate her, that relationship, that communication, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I mean, it's it's, it's a shame when, you know what I'm saying, somebody works so hard and they don't get what's, what's due to them. I so, personally, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I apologize. No, we'll be about to say. You, okay, uh, yeah. So I, I will say in, in this, and in, in this is for free, <laughs> you're welcome, because um, nobody <laughs> told me this. You, your energy that you let off sometimes tells people how they can treat you and mm-hmm. how, and, and what they can, and what they will, what you can make. And sometimes it takes some balls to leave a place, to go somewhere else where you are treated and seen. Because sometimes when you're at a place, people will only see you a certain way because you're familiar and they, and they can't, sometimes people see you how they see you. That goes for me, you know, yeah. when I, where I was at, they couldn't, they, 
I'm rolling like a boss. I got a job and a contract in one day and, and I started my coaching business and I'm out here in these streets, trenches, you know, mm-hmm. up here on, 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 on this beautiful show, you know, which I love. Oh, and thank you all. And, and I appreciate you all. You know, you all are my family. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it's about networking. It's about uplifting each other. You got to be around people who fellow uplifters. And you all know what I mean by that. People that see you for for who you are. Because sometimes if you come into a job at a certain level, it's hard for some people because they don't have your good intentions. Can I just keep it real? Yeah. They don't have your best intentions and they're only going to, for their selfish reasons, they want you to stay stuck. Yeah. They're exploitive. It's exploitive. I'm that that person. (laughs) That's going to be, you know, I'm not the popular kid. <laughs> I'm trying to get people paid and, 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 and getting people to that next level. That's my say pizza and platitudes don't pay no bills. Okay. Like, uh, no. so cheers. yeah, when it's, when you go in for those performance evals, like I'm big on that for myself, I make sure to demonstrate and quantify how I've, contributed to our organization and mm-hmm. assisted us in whatever the objectives and goals are now show me this money like if i may interject aisha i mean she hit let me tell you i've known aisha for since 2006 or seven long time yeah, a long time yeah and she's someone i consider you know one of my best friends and so yeah. um yeah she she is <laughs> That's my girl. And so I will tell you, um, when I was in staffing, when she left for one position, I hope she doesn't mind me telling this story. She gave me her manager's name so that I could backfill her job because I was in staffing and that's what I that's what I did. And so she went over to um, another country to learn that technology for a year. She, she, she I, you know, I'm so proud of her to this day. And uh, she I remember talking to her manager. I was like, you know, who are you looking for? Like, what type, what does that profile look like? He goes, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, and, and she, let me tell you what she did, what, what my lesson learned from that was. She focused on service. She focused on her uniqueness. She's accountable, dependable, reliable, great. You know, her, the clients love Aisha. She's oh, you're talking about Aisha. I didn't know. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Work with her. And that's the key is people want to be able to work with you too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying be, I'm not saying being a, you know, an uncle Tom and all of that. You, you get what I'm saying. People want people to work with you. They don't want someone difficult, but they want someone real and you got to be real. And so I say all that to say when Aisha came, we, they, we hired someone, um, but I think he didn't take the job or something, the candidate. And so when Aisha came back, they held that job for Aisha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right back up in that spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a raise. Right. Well, like I said, a higher rate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah, bag. Yeah. Because they realized they didn't know what they, they knew what they, they knew what she was bringing. Right. But they really didn't know what they didn't know. Until she was gone. Until it was gone. Yeah, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. yeah, so it's important for us to be articulate, and that's why it's important for us to be in those C-suite and VP positions 
so that we can pave the way and open doors for other people. Because um, if if your executives don't look like you, it hits different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're still you're you're still you're you're the worker class right, versus right, right. versus executives. Once you become a thought leader and you become the culture of these companies, it changes the whole energy. Like you can't yeah. be um, a Facebook and and not be authentically diverse or for real like diverse if you don't have people who look like us in the room. Right, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's a big issue in IT. Yeah, and I just want to I just want to clarify. You said thought leader, not thought leader. I just want to clarify that because there's a difference yeah. between those two. Said, said That's pretty crude, Dave. Her mom's watching. Now you have to say what the thought is. What's the thought? Right. Anyway, well, right. before we have uh, the, the hood lesson of the day, no, but I do want to say, um, in listening, um, listening to you, Sonia, um, what I, I hear, the confidence, I hear uh, drive and ambition. And I also hear uh, um, uh, service. I hear, uh, you know, um, acts of service and, and how that drives you. I hear, um, uh, yeah, that selflessness is what I was, uh, is what I was looking for. Uh, that mm -hmm. creates in you the, the want to help other people reach their full potential. And that's a, um, such a, a noble quality to have, that selflessness. Who's the most selfless person you know? I know this is going to sound so cliche but there's two people actually and this is real talk real talk my mom and my husband i was gonna say chris for sure chris yep yeah like amazing amazing that's so yeah yeah and um just having that type of support system around you you know that that has to um uh add to your progression right it has to you know help you to you know maintain this uh, what we what we see as you talk, like what I said, that selflessness and also you know the confidence and things things of that. How important is having a good good support system? You know, in your opinion. Yeah, you gotta have you, you know you gotta have a good support system. You you have to. I don't care how strong a person is. This is at least for me. You need you need to be around fellow uplifters. You need to be you need to have someone that is that is your cheerleader. We got enough negativity in the world. We got enough people. See, people, you got, you know, I tell people there's your physical eye and then there's your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. Your physical eye will lie to you, okay? Because your mind's eye sees beyond, right, into different realms. And so we won't get deep on this call, okay? <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't do that. But you get, you guys are smart. You get what I'm saying. So you, yeah. you do, you need to, you need the support of, of fellow uplifters, your you know whether that be your family, a friend, whoever, that is going to be like, girl, you are not an imposter, boy, you are not an imposter, you got this, let's go, come on, let's let's go together, or you know what can I do to help you, right? Hey, because you seemed a little overwhelmed, so what can I do to help you, mm -hmm. you know, with this, you know, oh, I know this person, and Aisha knows I'm famous for that. Cause mm -hmm. I got me, a, I keeps me a Rolodex. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so people, yeah. And you can best believe anybody that I refer to anybody, um, because of, because of who I am. Um, mm -hmm. because I sh a lot of times people don't know what a true friend looks like. So I want it to be an example 
you know, and, and that. And so when people see that, it gets reciprocated back. So, oh, it's for Sonia. Oh, it's for Aisha. Okay. Yeah, let me get on this. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. because I had an instance today where a, a friend of mine needed some help with something. I said, oh, let me reach out to this. I know this person. And I literally, while we were on the phone, I reached, I connected them on LinkedIn and she was like, she's already reached out to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And turn around. That's a good. You got yeah. to turn around. That's I mean, good. I'm not saying I'm presidential, but right. I'm saying I might be a little presidential <laughs> <laughs> with you know people wanting to help. Right, right. That's and yeah, having that uh, that wealth of uh, um, connections. You know, just making good connections that speaks volumes. To uh, you, you spoke about uh, being big on energy and uh, and the vibes that you get from people, and you know having. Um, like I said, that wealth of connections with people speaks volumes to your the vibe that you, you know, put out there and the energy um, that people get from you. It has to be something that's inviting and positive, or they wouldn't you wouldn't have that turnaround time. So that definitely, um, you know, speaks to the quality of you as a, as as in in what you do professionally and also in your life. And that's dope. I, I want to ask you about. Um, I mean, if I may interject, Dave, sure, I, sure. I want people to know I had to work on myself to be that person. I didn't wake up like this. I had to learn what it, what a true friend looked like, mm -hmm. what it really meant about accountability because people will remember, they, they, you know, it doesn't matter the 500 great things you did. They'll remember the one time you let them down. That's that. Exactly. And at least exactly. if you're not able to help the person say it off the break, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be the best resource. That's, that's one of the biggest issues I had because I'm a people pleaser. And so I would say, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to be there. At this time, I'm going to do it. And I knew I couldn't do it, but I just wanted to say it at that time, you know, trying to please them. Evolved, trying to... Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. And, yeah. um, and, and what you said has so much merit. Um, just um, it takes a level of emotional maturity to do the work, you know, like um, within yourself to, to identify what you're lacking or what issues need to be dealt with and do the work. Like, and because we're good at identifying most people are really good at identifying their issues. Some aren't even good at that, but most people are good at identifying their issues, but it's actually doing the work to make the necessary changes to get past it because we get stuck in the, the woe is me phase. This is bad mm -hmm. and it's terrible and it's going to be that way and woe is me. Everybody feel bad for how bad I am as opposed to let me mm -hmm. figure out and what it takes thing, to get beyond this. Yeah, right, yeah. And the other thing is to thine own self be true. I remember someone had said something to me and it really kind of rub me the wrong way and i just I, and i and i couldn't figure out why it was probably why mike it was, was mike driving no, me crazy <laughs> and i Go said ahead. to the person and actually someone had said it to me one time too and i said to the person i you i don't know why this is rubbing me the wrong way and mm. we worked it out together and mm. what it and it's what i said it's about communication communication is the key would have just thrown them out and been like Right, yeah, so you'd been oh, in your boy, bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I ain't got time for it. But, but the mature me is like, why is this bothering me? Because I owe it to myself to understand is this something that's insecure within myself? Is this something? Am I reading too much? It like, what is it? So I just went to the mm -hmm. person correct and said, Listen, I don't know what the hell this is, but it's bothering me. And I just want to be honest with you. And then we yeah. worked it out together. And then yeah. I had someone say that to me one time, not that long ago, that, that you know, I had said something to someone. They said, I don't know why this is bothering me that you said this. And I was like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean 
you know, and then I, but then it taught me also to be thoughtful in my responses to people. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and what I say, don't just be vomiting words out, but okay, when me, me saying this, you know, how is this going to impact this person? And will they, um, you know, are they going to, you know, understand my message and my meaning, you know, behind it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, and that's another, um, you know, a, a definite indication of emotional maturity is understanding and not just understanding, but respecting the difference between uh, between impact and intent, you know. And so, you know, and um, so because a lot of people, if the intention is good, no matter how it makes the person feel, it's like, no, they're all right, because I wanted it to be all right. But it's like, no, you got to recognize the the impact of it, like how how what you say hits, how, you know, mm-hmm. how, how would you, you know, how what you do affects a person, you know, that might not even be necessarily, uh, it, it might be something that wasn't even on your radar. It might not even be something that's necessarily rational or something you could pinpoint. Like you said, like, yeah. I don't even know why this is rubbing me the wrong way, but it is. And, and, uh, you know, um, and you just said, you know, four times. <laughs> are we in to- look? Are we in Toastmasters? Yeah, right. I, look, but now that's something I've been. You know, you gotta with. watch your ums and your ahs and your you know. You know what I'm saying? That's something I've been battling with for a long time, and I've just resigned myself to. Because I will say, like, and, and Mike and, and Aisha too can attest to the fact that he I will says, say, I'm this so entire much. show is about to about to fall on his face. Watching anyway, y'all, I already it's told, so I already told David on this day, October fourth, and we said the time that he's gonna have that business. And now I'm telling you, Dave, you're gonna, you, I'm telling you, I'm not a prophet or anything, but just the energy and the vibration I'm getting, Mike too. I see y'all with some, with like, like the Breakfast Club. Stuff. I hate, you know, I hate doing like comparisons and stuff, but y'all are real. I love it. I love it. Y'all are I eat you, Charlemagne. Oh, well, Charlemagne. I heard, I heard you're Charlemagne. <laughs> I am a cancer, though, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> I, Michael, I heard you're Charlemagne. <laughs> Mike's just gay. Aisha's Angela Yee. No, no. David is David's Angela Yee. I'm Yee? I think, I think, I think. Really? You said, you said, oh, four times, motherfucker. You said, oh, oh, four times. Maybe twice. And and, um, the other guy, I forget his name. Envy. Yeah, Envy Yeah. 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 And you guys even have, because you guys even let me bring my wine. Thank you. Because y'all said we can just look, look, sprinkle in some nori. I don't know. You guys, you guys even have. That's actually a, a really good podcast. It's one of my, it uh, you know, aesthetic. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, so, uh, you, oh, he put his New York Giants hat up, y'all. I'm sorry. Oh, because oh, he got the, yeah, yeah, because uh, Mike got the, 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 the watcher hat on. You're breaking up my show, baby. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, really? Did you just read that? <laughs> my husband. Yes. No, no, my wife is back and shaking her. She from Brooklyn, so I'm like, you don't her. see none, you don't see none of that in the house when we together, like on. on <laughs> hey, y'all wasn't saying that a couple weeks ago either when we whooped that ass out. Ooh, ooh. Hey, we whooped yeah. we, we two weeks ago. Mike is trying to get some stuff started. He's a true uh uh. uh well, I hate Dallas. Water. From a long I hate time. Dallas. Want to worry about it? 
But yeah, but uh, the the clear indication of a good conversation is uh, we've gone past our our time here. There's one more thing I want to bring up before. So there's two questions I always ask every guest. But before I do that, real quickly, I want to talk about authentic conversations with Sonya. I just I saw it on the website, and it, it looks Thank like you. it's going to be something that's dynamic. Where did the idea for it come from, and what exactly is it? Yeah, so so authentic conversations with Sonia with my 39 subscribers. We hold it on strong, y'all. <laughs> so thank you. So with 30, on this day we have 39, but I I need a thousand so I can get monetized and I need the uh the views and stuff. But I have to put some content up. And so and in in all honesty and truth, this is really um divinely orchestrated and serendipitous because I know about the lower thirds and I and I did my own little video and stuff but I wanted some things to look a certain way and you did now the we're, video you we're, said we're year in yeah I did a, a trick the tr the intro video That's um yeah, that's and nice. so uh it's it's all right you know thank you but there's some stuff that I really and so I just said you know what I'm just gonna put the thing up so I'm gonna have content up this week but this authentic conversation from, from with Sonia was back during George Floyd because mm -hmm. I was, remember, Aisha, you were supposed to be on my show. I remember, yep, yep. Because, and, and that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. Mm. So I have a lot to talk about. And I also want to listen to people and understand, like, what do you want to hear? So I wanted mm -hmm. to really talk. So, so what I've decided is it's going to be conversations to um, inspire and motivate and uplift so we can uplift and learn from each other. That's really going to be the main focus of my show. And I'm going to, um, you know, have guests on there. We'll, we'll have, you know, personal care days. We'll talk about everything and anything. It'll be a respectful form um, because I'll have um, um, people from other races on there because I do, um, I am in the D&I space as well. So mm -hmm. I'll have, I'm talking to people about LGBT, um, everything. Because um, like you all said, it's, you know, one race, the human race. That's what we believe in. And so uh, one love. <laughs> so um, so that's what that's what that's about. And I'll send you all the links to okay. my website and everything um, tonight. Um, I'll send everything over so you'll have that. And then uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have some content this week. <laughs> but I need your help, Dave, and I'm willing to compensate you for it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I have my $6 ready. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you you say that I'm, oh, it's only $6? Hey, look, you know. Like, uh, all right, $6.50. like a verbal contract. Right, 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 right. right. You go play this in court. I'm going to hold up. It's not, no, but... Uh, it's $6. Yeah, so, so but, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, but yeah, there's so many people that need what you do. Right. That have a lot to say, because I feel like there's so many... Um, people that I can be helping um, because I'm real and, and I just didn't wake up like this and I want people to know my story and then other people's stories because we all have yeah. you know um, things to learn about each other right. um, you know for sure I mean like like some people they will just love the conversation around compensation like I, I'm, I'm, I want to start this job what should I ask for and let right. me just give yeah. this information for free <laughs> to your audience my dad said to me once, the first person that mentions salary eats it. What that means is when you are on a job interview and they ask you, what is your salary range? Right. And how, you, and how so, so a lot of people, let me just cut to the chase, give you the end of the story. What you, which, how you respond to that is, 
you know, because in some states it's illegal to ask right. uh, the, for the employer to ask you that question, not in all states, but in some states. So how you would answer that is, you know, it really just depends. Um, you know, I'm sure that this job has an associated salary band or it has a band associated with it. You know, what is that? What, what is that band? If you don't mind me asking, because mm -hmm. I, I did, I said this to a client of mine. I said, because she ended up getting $25,000 more because yeah. let's just use this as an example. Say the band is 50 to a hundred thousand and you don't know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're you're going in at fifty five, and they're ready to pay you eighty five. And you thinking you did something? <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know, and they and they definitely look happy. So yeah. now they can hire another person because they yep. don't. With the other half. You know. This is fact, y'all. This is fact, and this is free information. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've been yeah. I've been doing DOD contracting for fifteen years. I've seen it. It's a people, you know, uh, and. How they used to say, you know, don't discuss your, it's, you know, against company policy to discuss your salary with other people. That's so people coming in won't know what they're supposed it's to make. Company so, policy, but it ain't against the law. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, <laughs> you know. and how are we gonna? And how are we gonna be? How are we going to know what we don't know if we don't talk to each other? If we don't if share it with each other. Us, so that's right. them keeping us from sharing the right information. But that's yeah, right. I learned, I learned that, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, was able to. Uh, finagle a pretty good salary, but anyway, um, there yeah. are two questions that I <laughs> that I always ask all of my guests, and I'm going to ask some of you right okay. now. Um, I always enjoy the answers that I get; they're pretty introspective. The first one is: if you had an opportunity to talk to a younger version of yourself, let's say uh, a 16 year old Sonia, with everything you've been through in your life, all the wisdom that you've attained up until this point, if you could get in a time machine and go back. The 16-year-old Sonia, what would that conversation be like? What kind of things would you say to her? Everything's going to be okay and trust your instinct. That's good advice. That's good Everything's going to be okay. Trust your instinct. Yep. Believe in yourself. Now, um, last week I added this question as like a, a, a second one to that one. Do you think 16-year-old Sonia would have listened to you? No. Right. Yeah, you're no. Not you know, not, not, a, not a chance, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. not a chance, yeah. you know, I mean, when we were younger, people would like would tell us all the time, you know, learn from my mistakes, learn, you know, but we have to go through our own experiences. That's what makes us who we are. And yeah. I'm happy to go through that process because yeah. if I don't go through something, I can't help other people. Exactly. Exactly. That testimony is, is, is huge. It comes from the journey. Like I always say, um, I was 22, it was January, when I realized I didn't know anything. Like when you come step outside of that that teenage ignorance of you know something, you think you know something, yeah. you know. Yeah. I remember it like it hit me like a ton of, I don't know nothing, you know. So I and I had to go through yeah. that and then rebuild everything, you know, uh give it all the stuff I thought I knew and start to understand life and what it is and stuff. So that's that's huge. Yeah. So um to, uh, I'm gonna be shipping Aisha a bottle of um um what's the energy drinks because mm. look I've, I've i've only had three hours of sleep girl look i woke up at 3 33 this morning and you was messing up the whole program <laughs> I, uh, 
I forgot she said her phone was dead. I just texted her, hey, wake up. But um, the second question is, <laughs> see how I shot past that? Um, the second question that I always ask is, uh, <laughs> I love you, Aisha. With love, Aisha, with love. But um, but no, the uh, the second question that I always ask is, um, so um, you're in a position a lot, like being in HR, like you said, uh, makes you the a lot of times the face of the company, the first person that people interact with. And so you're, and now with your business, with your website, with the, your multiple businesses, you're uh, constantly in a position where people are seeing you, where people are looking at Sonia Royster. When people see Sonia, what is it that you hope that they see? I hope that now I hope that they can see that I'm authentic for real, because um, what I want people to really understand is that I didn't always work and really was around people that I could bring my whole self mm -hmm. into a conversation and um, um, also to work, but that I'm authentic and that I bring myself and, and I'm respectful and I listen and I genuinely care for people. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's about is being authentic. And so that was so calm, PC. <laughs> is it? Now, Aisha, you say, Aisha? That was so calm and PC. I was like, the first thing that came to my mind was boss, diva. You know, that was the first thing that came to my mind. But, you know, we'll, but, we'll, you know yeah. I, move, I definitely move like a boss. You know, right. Like, I had to say, I'm, look, I see, I see. I see a boss, you like, a boss, a boss, a boss raised a boss. The only thing I would, the only thing I would amend about that. And you said it a few times that you move like a boss. I would say you move as a boss. As a you boss. Are, yes. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. I live in it. it. Yeah. Take that Thank picture. you. Yeah. As a yeah. boss. I like that. Thank Definitely you. Uh, carry yourself with that energy. Like I said, the confidence, the selflessness, uh, is, is all there and it's, it's readily apparent. And um, so, yeah, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming and uh, uh, hanging out with us and uh, putting up with our buffoonery for a couple of hours. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. This <laughs> is like the best, you guys. Anytime. Oh. This is so awesome. I, I, I want to thank you guys so much for having me on your show. I feel so Absolutely. privileged and, and blessed um, for you guys asking me. Um, so happy. So thank you so much. Um, I, don't know somebody, I don't know if somebody canceled and, and that's why, but I don't even care. No, no, no. I'm just happy to be with y'all. I'm just so happy. No, you would have. So I typically, uh, I typically book the guests and I reached out to Aisha and was like, come on, let's, uh, who, who you, who you got? What you got for us? And she's like, I got a good one for you. I got it. You know, yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. So that's I'm not feeling like out. a second, a second hand, a second pair of shoes, second hand shoes. Oh. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all, you know. Look, you Ferragamo, okay, Ferragamo. Yeah. You know I like my Louis girl. No, no. that too, that too. <laughs> yeah. I like my labels once in a while, and I see, I see sis back there with Adidas. I, I was in my Adidas all day today. Were you, oh, man? Sneakers, everything, the same thing. I got. I love my. I love Adidas. It's so comfortable. I don't even want the world to look at me. I'm. I, I, uh, uh, and and shame myself. I don't even want people to know. <laughs> okay, but before we wrap up, this is for Dolores. You know, I used to tell. I I wore Adidas like in school. Every everything, and I remember I would tell people it stands for all day. I dream about Sonia. 
I love Adidas. That's why that I love you. You're gonna ask Mike, and he'd be like, What you want? Another Adidas outfit? <laughs> 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 Track suit. So that's a, so that's a New York thing, is the Adidas. You know, I just think like that that with the big hoop earring. I like it. It's comfortable. I like it too. And it just is comfortable. It's just it's kind of who I am, you know, like when and I grew up. It's universal for any occasion. It's so and comfy. Just FYI, I found this out online. You know, this is stuff Aisha knows that is random and useless information. Um, Adidas, you know, is a German company, so it is Adidas. It's not Adidas. Thank you, uh, thank you, Aisha, for. Uh, I, well, I got well, 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 thank you, ma'am. Well, you don't tell Run DMC is Miss Adi ass. I'm saying that's how if you go Adios, amigos. If you go there and you get Adidas, they're gonna look at you like, do you want to go to Germany? I don't want to go to Germany. I'm just saying they've got great okay, So how do you pronounce it? Because I want to be politically I'm, correct. I guess. Yeah, it's Adios. Adios. Yes, adios. Just like yeah. the the chick from, and I get a Veronica about this. The chick from Atlanta, who's also going to be in that new movie with Idris or Idris. I don't know how you say his name. Um, okay, yeah. Idris. So her name it's spelled like Zazzy, but um, she's German, so it's not Zazzy. It's Zuzzy. Zuzzy Beats is her name. So yeah, uh, that's just like, 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 no. So if we yeah, ever no. meet her and have right. a conversation with her, we'll pronounce her name correctly. Like, like, she says Zuzzy and not Zazzy. She'll be like, I don't look like, like like Mike said. said I'm I'm not going to I Germany. Guess. So when I go to Iverson Mall <laughs> to get my Adidas, so I'm gonna say Adidas. You gonna get your Adi ass kicked? As Trevor Noah says, we can't say how to say zebra because we don't have them here until PG. Now that PG's got zebra. Oh, zebra. It, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's not PG. It's Prince George's. Yeah. Well, according to Francis, Ooh, it's pretty. Girl. It's pretty girl. Yeah. It's pretty girl county. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not Pete PG. Or is my is my as my one friend would say, I don't. It is not my opinion. Oh. Pookie girlfriends county. Ooh, nope. Oh. I didn't say that. Nope. Okay. On that note. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Davis Live Cast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible. On behalf of myself, uh, Aisha. Mike and Dolores and our illustrious guest, Miss Sonia Royster. Thank you guys. Uh, this has been a great episode. Uh, please check us out next week. We'll be back with more entertainment, more education, more information, and more fun. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week. And uh, Good, night, Good night. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks definitely, for having me. Definitely. And if you're Bye. going to a job interview, tell them what you don't. Don't tell them what you don't say. <laughs> What you want to get, tell them, ask them what they're giving you. I'm messing it up. Just call Sonya. She's going to tell you what to do. Right. Call me. Call Sonya. SonyaRoyster.com, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right. Good night, y'all. Peace. Good night. Good night, y'all.